According to Pew Research, Asian Americans are the fastest growing, best educated, and highest income racial group in the United States. But while this diverse community has excelled in a number of areas, they are still experiencing challenges in reaching executive and management leadership positions in the U.S. What's behind this glass ceiling and what's being done to break it? Joining us today are Senator Dr. Richard Pan and Ascend Corporate Leadership Advisor Buck G. Senator Pan, what exactly is this glass ceiling issue? Well, the glass ceiling is where uh, Asians and Pacific Islanders basically, uh, while some subgroups, I want to be very clear, there's a tremendous diversity in the API community. In fact, the Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community, many Southeast Asians, uh, other Asians, actually have challenges even uh, succeeding in getting into college and, and suffer tremendous socioeconomic uh, disparities. Uh, but there are some sub-segments. Uh, people look around and say, wow, you're doing well, and you see them at entry-level positions in tech. You see them as doctors. You see them as lawyers. But yet, when you look at management, and you look at the C-suite, and you look at the corporate boards, they're not there. We're not there. And oftentimes, that's based on um, myths, uh, on uh, stereotypes about Asians as not being management material, not being leaders. Uh, you see this in politics, where rarely you see Asians in executive positions. Uh, so this is a big problem for our community. Hmm. Buck, there is a perception that the AAPI community is, as Richard uh, alluded to, a model minority and has done exceptionally well in comparison to other ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. What is the impact of that perception on the AAPI community and its aspirations to truly take all of the places that people are prepared to participate in? Well, Richard said it right. Um, the, we, we are plentiful through through in 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 uh, in numbers in corporate and in, in politics and so forth. But we're probably getting getting up the management chain. The the problem is actually, uh, and you talked about the, the quote the model minority stereotype um, as a positive stereotype. You know, we're we're good in math. You know, we're hardworking. Uh, we're dependable, reliable. But there's a there's a there's a not so hidden under undertone to that. But you know, that's all we're good at. We're not good at politics. We're not good at leadership. We're not good at managing. We're not good at this. We're not good at that. But but we're good at math. So that's the model minority myth and the flip side of the other of the good side and the bad side of that. Hmm. Senator, how does this issue for the a PI community differ from other communities that are seeking greater representation on corporate boards and senior management positions? Well, frankly, uh, it's a common problem with other uh, groups as well. It's grounded in stereotypes and racism, right? So while, again, a certain subsegments of the API community, and particularly subsegments of the Asian community. I think the Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community has been facing this issue across the board for their community. There, um, because of the model minority myth, I want to emphasize that's a myth, right? It seems like that, oh, well, Asians are doing well. In fact, it's used to play us against other groups, Blacks, Latinos, other, other groups. But the reality is all of us are affected by racism. 
And that racism applies, may apply in somewhat different circumstances at times. But the real issue is, is that why are Asians who seem to be doing well, going to the top colleges, getting into the top firms, et cetera, not able to move up? Is it because they're truly not talented? They're not able to do that? We know that's not true. Those are the same excuses we hear for other groups as well, Blacks, Latinos, others. Oh, you're just not good enough to get into the top colleges. You're not good enough to get into the top firms. You're not good enough to be managers or CEOs. And we know that's not true. As you both are aware, uh, I've been involved in uh, trying to move diverse people into senior management positions and corporate boards for a number of years myself. And one of the things when you talk in the C-suites and boardrooms across the country is, well, we just can't find people that are qualified or who've had the experience. Buck, I want to come to you and ask you, what does the data show in terms of where it is that AAPI professionals are at and where is it that they're stuck? So, so uh, I, I want to get to that, but actually I want, I want to um, go, go to um, uh, something, that, um, uh, something that Richard is saying about, about, about um, not getting to the top and, then not, not, and, and, and the fact that we're talented, but don't think we're talented. Um, I want to tell the story that, uh, that, uh, story that came up actually at a panel that, that uh, Richard and the API Legislative Caucus put together uh, a couple years ago, I think it was, in uh, Silicon Valley. And, and it was a story of uh, the, some Hollywood writers. I don't, I don't remember if you remember this, um, writing a TV script for a strong Asian man. And so the two Asian writers um, wrote, this, wrote this part for, for, for Asian man. Then they went to talent people and said, go find me a strong Asian man. And, and, and a couple weeks later, they came back and they said, there are no strong Asian men. <laughs> and, what? And... and <laughs> And then and the town and the writers got so mad they went out and found somebody, put them up and said, Oh yeah, there's one. So so the part of the problem is number one, you know, the the implicit bias, there are no strong Asian men. Number two, more importantly, they weren't in the they weren't in the networks the talent agents were looking at. They're mm-hmm. out there, but they're not looking for it. They don't know where to look for it. And that's part of that's part of the problem with, with finding executives and directors is that you're if it's I won't say it's an old boys network, but but you find directors from people from references typically on from members of the board. So unless you explicitly go find look for them, you're not gonna find them because you don't know them. Come back though, Buck, to the issue of the data as sure. to I know you've done research in this area and right. where are the people who should be moving into these positions and how does that look across the corporations you've studied well generally um, what you what you find is that in 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 companies uh, in many companies I'll say it's in California in most many companies especially in tech Asians are the largest cohort of a white collar job white collar um, people in, in the workforce. Uh, as one example, for example, I'll, I'll tell you, and, I, and I'll use Facebook as a simple example, but I'm not picky on Facebook. For example, Facebook, uh, half, the, half the white collar workforce at Facebook, actually half the company of Facebook is Asian, hmm. okay? And then you look in the management, 
it's about 35% of the management is Asian. Then you look at senior management, and it's 25% Asian. Now, now many, many people look at those numbers, and, and they say, what do you have to complain about? You're 6% of the population, but 25% of the of leadership. Well, our complaint is, if you actually look at promotion rates, Asians at Facebook are the lowest, are least likely race to be promoted from intricate contributor to management, least likely promoted from manager to senior manager. So we're, we're not complaining about representation. We're looking for equitable, we're equi equitable promotion rates. So that's that's the data. Okay, and that's again, I'm not picking on Facebook. That's very similar data across the board in California companies. Wow, Senator Pan, this for many people who are listening to this conversation, they're hearing about this for the first time. Does this country have a blind spot on this issue? Uh, we do have a blind spot on this issue. And uh, that's why it's so important for people to understand the history. Uh, that's why we're requiring ethnic studies uh, for high school graduation in the state of California. That's why it's important to have these discussions. Sometimes even in our own communities, we have a blind spot to this as we have discussions about affirmative action for, uh, for college admissions. Because as you pointed out um, before, in many ways, a common excuse for saying, well, why aren't there people of color in leadership positions and corporate America and politics and other areas? And oftentimes people say, oh, there's a pipeline problem, right? And yes, many communities of color are disadvantaged uh, and have therefore have many more barriers to getting into college than from college to grad school or professional school and then onward. But actually, when you look at the AAPI community, again, for only certain subsegments, I want to emphasize this is not, there's other AAPI who suffer, who actually have problems earlier on. When you look at, as Buck G's talked about in tech, I'm in medicine, right? You see people talk about, oh, look at the disproportionate number of Asians who are doctors, right? But yet when you look, or even medical school faculty, but yet when you look at who are the department chairs, who are the deans, who are the people in the leadership positions, suddenly we're not there. In fact, when you look at US medical school deans, I think we've only been able to find one, maybe there might be a second one out there in 150 medical schools. That is definitely way underrepresented. So why is that, right? So somewhere these model minority myths, other myths about people's uh, culture and race, right? And we've seen this even during COVID, right? Uh, that people make assumptions about particular races and their uh, predilection for disease, uh, their, their, their leadership abilities and other types of things. And so this is a problem that actually cuts across all ethnic groups, all races. We may experience it in different ways, but certainly for the API community, for certain subsegments, this glass ceiling is again proof that the, uh, the so-called uh, pipeline problem is not the real problem. The real problem is racism and discrimination. That's an important distinction to make because the conventional wisdom or assumption is that there's always a pipeline problem because it is, as you say, faced by so many. But in this case, it, it is different and has to be really looked at on its own merits, which leads me to another question, Buck, which is let's drill down a little bit more. What is the story with regards to this issue on the glass ceiling 
if you look at the data based on gender mm -hmm. within the AAPI community? So um, uh, let me, I'll, I'm going to answer that in a minute, but I do, I do want to make one additional comment to, to Richard and Mark. That is, um, I, I, I want people to understand um, it is it is a racial problem. Uh, it, it's also it's also a cultural problem too, with with regard to the Asian Americans. That is, there's there, there's in particular because uh, the Asian, so much of the Asian Americans in California right now are are first generation immigrants, and, and there's a cultural there's a cultural difference between how leadership is perceived and 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 promoted in the East versus the West. And people have to understand that. That's something we have to get over to. I'm not, I'm not suggesting it's not a racism, racial question here, um, but I also there's some things we can do too to help the organization. With regard to your question about, about um, race and gender, that's one of the things that really came out um, um, out of the data. Uh, I was, I, we're, when I started working this, I was actually working with uh, some people at uh, the, the uh, Clayman Institute at Stanford for, uh, for gender research. And this one of the things they had been wanted to look at is 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 race and gender, and when I saw what when I started getting into the getting into the EOC data, um, they, they were surprised as much as we were. And what we found what we find is this, um, and again I I, I just look at California for example, uh, there's been great strides in in the gender gap in terms of the glass ceiling in California in corporate with regard to women. But when you break it down by race and gender, it turns out that almost all the progress that's made has, has accrued to white women. Um, Black, Hispanic, and Asian women have not increased their, their proportional representation at high levels. And are you talking about senior management as well as board representation? Senior, senior. Uh, I, I'm principally looking at senior management. I'm looking, okay. principally looking at senior management. Um, and, so, um, and so when you break it down by race and gender, you get a wholly different view of what's going on with regard to gender. In fact, the, look at the if you look at the data for Asian women, turns out race is a bigger factor, bigger factor than gender, in terms of in terms of the impact on on, on promotions. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, you were recently uh, quoted in a USA Today article that also featured a woman named Ann Chow who's the CEO right. of AT&T Business. She was. Which is a 35, yeah, $35 billion operation with over 30,000 employees. And she was commenting how she's had to live with uh, reactions that she's sur surprisingly articulate and that she gets talked over in meetings. And what she had to say was that her style of leadership is not sort of in your face and that that doesn't mean that she's not strong and that she can't make decisions. But she said that when she's talking to people, the norms and the assumptions that she's had to deal with are hard to break. How do the cultural norms within the AAPI community impact perceptions and by extension opportunities for advancement? So um, th this is this is my point about being the problem, uh, sort of a two-sided problem. The first set of the first part of the problem is there is a minority stereotype. And I'll call it a stereotype versus a myth. Okay, and the reason stereotype is there's enough data, there's enough people who fit that stereotype. People believe that that's, that's a general general assumption. 
So, so just by seeing your face, uh, people assume you are the quiet, meek, you know, good at math guy, right? Um, and 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 for Asian women, it's even worse because not only are you the not only are you the the, the quiet, good at math person, but you're also the very quiet um, woman, and that's a very that and 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 with regard to promotion rates, the data says Asian women of any men or women are the least promoted of anybody. So they have this double whammy of being a woman and an Asian. Okay, um, so that's that that's that's the problem. Um, the problem that I had to face, and the problem I don't, and I can just speak of me and, and I, my advice to people is, because you because people you're facing that stereotype, okay, um, then you have to be explicit about understanding that you have to break the stereotype because unfortunately, the world is working against you, uh, and so you have to you have to I won't say compensate, but to show you're not the stereotype. That's that's our problem that we have to because otherwise people assume otherwise. Well, I don't, it, I, don't know if, it, I don't know if Richard has seen the same thing, but that's that, that's my experience. It's interesting you say that that's your pro, you know that that's your problem because uh, uh, someone uh, might observe this conversation and say, "And Richard, I, I want to direct this to you that the lack of progress and representation that." people at an individual level have to own it for whatever shortcomings or failures for those who didn't make it to the senior roles, rather than trying to blame this on some sort of systemic problem. How do you respond to that? Well, and it's unfortunate we don't have an Asian woman with us here today. We have three. Men of for the record, we, we, yeah. we tried, but I know. scheduling didn't make it. Yes, I, I know. And, uh, and I appreciate the effort here. Uh, but I would also keep in mind that while certainly we can try to lean against the stereotype, you get punished for doing that too. Okay, there are negative. Tell us more about that. Tell us more right. about that. So, right, it's because people expect you to be the, you know, so when you try to be loud, um, you're a troublemaker, right? The model minority, don't forget the, you know, the dark side of it is that we're the well-behaving people, right? We're the ones who conform and don't complain about the racism that's imposed on us. And so when you do, you get pushback. If you're, I imagine, I, again, if we, if we had a woman here, I think she would probably talk about well, great to tell me that I should speak out, but people look at you and say, well, you're not feminine, you're not, et cetera, and you get slammed down, right? Uh, so uh, again, uh, far be it for me to be the one to, to speak to that. Um, so on one hand, uh, you can say that, well, we should behave in a different way and against cultural stereotype, but there are consequences to that too. And that doesn't guarantee that you are going to get promoted. Uh, in fact, it may have a, it may backfire on you as well. So we need to understand that the stereotypes that people have of us uh, box us in. And that's why it's so important that we make our stories visible, that we talk about the reality of our situation, right? That we talk about these challenges uh, because until the people around us are willing to accept that we are a diverse group, right? Not all Asians fit the stereotype, uh, and they, we shouldn't be, just like any other group. And we should be judged on our own merits in terms of our opportunities for advancement. But that's not what's happening. And, uh, and so people have certain 
stereotypes and expectations. So for example, we know there's research studies that show that if you take the exact same resume and you put a name that's Asian on it versus a name that seems white, the white person is more likely to get an interview. By the way, also, if you have a black sounding name or others, right? That we know this. This is before someone even sees the person in terms of your opportunity to even get a chance to have the conversation. And so this is something we have to deal with. And it's not, it's more than just, oh, how do we individually behave? Can, can I add on that? I mean, uh, Rich is right. There, there, there's plenty of research that talks about um, negative reaction to counter-stereotypical behavior, um, both of women and of, of Asians. That, that's there. Um, and, and also, I, I totally agree that there's, to me, there's, there's again, there's, there's, there are two things we need to focus on. Number one, it is a systemic problem. So overall, o overall, what do we need to change? There's the systems that create this and cr systems that, that continue this. The other comment I, I made is, is what can you do in the meantime? In the me and, and meantime, individually, rather than systemically, there are things you can do to, to try to counter that. But absolutely, there's a systemic issue that needs to be changed. So, but that leads, that, that leads to the question that I think all of us are thinking about, which is what's being done about this? Uh, what efforts are ongoing right now or are in preparation? to try and address this issue and solve it? So first of all, in order to solve a problem, you have to identify it and describe it. So we need better data collection. And again, I wanna thank uh, Buck G for his work because otherwise we could see it, we could feel it, but we don't actually measure it, right? That's also why, for example, in terms of Asian hate, it was so important that API uh, groups came together to collect that data. Without that data, we would not be knowing that we, that be able to quantify the amount of hate incidents that the API community is facing. The other issue is that oftentimes data collection does not happen in, in a disaggregated way. In other words, we don't have data equity. So as I talked about, certain Asian subgroups are doing better, other ones are not. Our native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community is not, but all that gets buried together. And then finally, I should mention that the API community also is the least examined and uh, and researched community. So as someone who was a former faculty member at a university, I was a faculty member at UC Davis, I don't know how many papers I saw in my field where Asians were not included in there, right? So it said, okay, here's the demographics of our study, white, black, sometimes Latino, and that and other, we're other. And then in the political realm, because now I'm elected official, how many polls do you see, you actually see Asians broken out, so in terms of the voting, right? So uh, many Where? polls. It's rare, exactly. So therefore, we don't have good data on our community. That data is important to make our case to the broader community, because I do believe that most of us in our society actually want to have a more equitable society. But how can we get there if we don't have the data to show people what's going on? Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with that. First of all, the good news and bad news. Good news is, in terms of stuff that I'm looking at, which is the EOC work, work, workforce data, yeah, I, I look at, you know, the, 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 the advo community advocates have been pushing this for years and years. Jesse Jackson came out here and, a few years ago and said, hey, make your data available. That's really, you know, three years ago, I could get maybe 10 or 20 reports, public companies. Now, now there are hundreds of reports coming from, for, coming from Fortune 500, uh, SB 500 companies. So the community has made people um, make this public data available. And now people can start to look at it. 
That's the good news. The bad news is there's not enough people looking at it and, and, and really understanding what it means. But, Buck, um, but, but Buck for a, a young person uh, or middle manager right now who's aspiring for the C-suite mm-hmm. and they recognize the problem and they want to navigate it, where do they go to get the help that they need in order to make that journey themselves? So um, a two-part answer. First, first part answer is there, there, there are um, programs offered by Ascend and other um, and other other organization leap for example has things in corporate i know um i, I know there are things in politics for example i think annie lamb does something in, in sacramento mm-hmm. for aspiring politicians so you can you can find them okay um you you, you can find them the, the the one thing i would also uh, advice i always give people is um you need to add, you need to be sure ask your manager and ask it in this way okay you know what i want this job in x years Okay, how do I get there, and and how can you help me get there? So the one thing that that, that we think cultures is we, is we need to ask for help, and we have to openly say, you know, we want to be this, we want to do this, we want to be elected, we want to do, we want to be in this position. So the two things um, systemically is number number one, you can go to people to take up, but you also you also have to you know, locally say, hey, tell your manager, say, I want this job. And so please help me get there. And I think we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you both gentlemen and look forward to seeing your future work in this area. Thank you so very much, Scott. And that's our show. Thanks to our guests and thanks to you for watching Studio Sacramento. I'm Scott Syfax. See you next time right here on KVIE. Thank you for listening to Studio Sacramento from KVIE Public Television. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes to help others find it. All episodes of Studio Sacramento, along with other KVIE programs, are available to watch online at kvie.org video.